This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Molecule, the world's first molecular air purifier that reduces symptoms for allergy and asthma sufferers. For $75 off your first order, visit molekule.com and enter the promo code NOMEAT. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Nomad Athlete Radio. Matt, it sounds like the reindeers have brought you back from Spain just in time for Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> is it is it reindeers or reindeer? Rain. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's deer. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard reindeers. Reindeers. <laughs> multiple deer. Yeah, I guess I guess multiple deer is just deer. You're right. Unless unless reindeer just is a total different different animal different word i don't know um probably yes, not that's what it sounds like they brought me back from spain i'm back and uh <laughs> and excited that it's the christmas season i enjoy the, the christmas time season holiday season if you don't celebrate christmas uh but it is it is a good season and I like that sound <laughs> were people were uh were people getting ready for christmas in in spain yet they were we went to a christmas market in barcelona and uh, they were in, they were in full swing, selling all kinds of little weird trinket things that we don't have here. Uh, <laughs> I think that, I think what's big in Spain is the nativity scenes. I think each home has its own little like countertop nativity scene they they have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. these markets are just full of little things from that, including like modern riffs on it, like like a messy soccer player in your in your messy <laughs> messy the name not the not the adjective not like a dirty <laughs> no, no. disheveled hair right so yeah they did all that got a little uh i got the catalan word for i think i assume for merry christmas is bon nadal and i don't know how to pronounce that at all but you know sounds like a mix between spanish and french mm-hmm. um so we got a little ornament that says that i nice. hope it means that i don't hope it doesn't mean something obscene <laughs> yeah. <or> something. Just... <laughs> that's fun that's exciting yes so it was good. The trip was wonderful, uh, as expected, and nah, I mean, not too much to, to go into. We didn't do Thanksgiving. I didn't even think of Thanksgiving. I think I thought of it one time at like 10 a.m. or noon or something, and then we didn't mention it again, and that was it. Went for a hike on Thanksgiving, actually. I think I may have said that I was doing that. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. And just had a really nice time. Met up with Steven, who is a big time, long time fan of the podcast, who we've we've hung out with a little bit online, but never, well, I had hung out with him in person once. I don't think you have, Doug, but uh, no. surely one day he's going to be coming to the U.S. this year, no, next year. And anyway, had a good time. Um, but it was, you know, it's just cool to, it's cool to go over to Barcelona and, and meet up with a podcast listener from the Netherlands. It just sort of makes you... Realize what a crazy world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is really cool. It's it's awesome that uh, you know it's it's like this the the no or the, the the vegan community can feel so small at times. You know, I yeah, think that right. we're, we're lucky that we know a lot of people through the site and through our work. But you know, it can feel it can feel pretty small sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you think about all these people all over the world doing the same things we're doing and that's pretty pretty darn cool that's right so yes it was good and now i'm back and uh looking forward to holiday season because it's always a good time and i'm particularly excited about this episode because this is one of my favorites each year that we do the i guess it's the holiday extravaganza that seems to be what we call it yeah. um where we just kind of 
I wouldn't say totally goof off, but, uh, <laughs> you know, loosely structure an episode uh-huh. and have a couple holiday themes and just talk about them. Speaking of that, Stephen, who I who I met up with, he told me that he he was surprised to hear that uh, that we don't really plan for these podcast episodes too much. He thought they, they sound like they're very well uh, rehearsed and, and planned, which is about as far from the truth as it could be. <laughs> That's I, that's I think, good. I think that's it's good. really good. I think yeah. that's that's probably the best, right? You Not that we're trying to trick people, but you know, we want people to enjoy yes. it, right? Exactly. You want it to you want it to sound like you prepared without actually having to prepare, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what we're doing. So, but but you uh, know, today, I, I, even though this is probably you know this is one of our casual episodes, I I sat down with uh, a cup of coffee in my little thinking mold, chair in my new office, and, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, and. Um, did quite a bit of planning here. I have, I have two pages worth of worth of notes for this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually I actually wrote down more things for this than I have in a long time for an episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there you but go. no, it's it's a good. It's going to be a good holiday extravaganza. I'm I'm just my heart is filled with Christmas joy and um, got <laughs> the sleigh bells, you know, rocking back and forth, and we're just I'm ready. I like it. Good. <laughs> well. Um, to kick us off, Doug, I, we, we talk about Christmas movies every time we do this too much. We don't need to talk about that anymore. The only thing we will say about it is I will. it is December 4th, and thus far I have watched four Christmas movies. So I'm exactly on pace. For um, one a day? No. I watched two on the plane on the way home from Spain. <laughs> in, in Spanish. I watched them in Spanish. Oh. I mean, you can pick languages, but I was, I was just kind of into Spanish then. So mm-hmm. I watched Christmas Vacation and... Uh, an elf in Spanish enjoyed them both, <laughs> and then I watched those same two movies when I got home in English with the kids. Mm. So, I just I, I, for, I just love the idea. I just it makes me <laughs> laugh so hard to think about you watching a Christmas movie by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's a totally different thing, you know, watching Elf with the kids and that kind of thing. Like then like you sitting on an airplane, like looking at you have hundreds of movies to choose from, and <laughs> you, you choose Christmas movies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it just I, makes I mean, it was December first. I think, or I think it was December second when I was flying back. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I had to. It's December. It's, I mean, it's time. Anyway, so no, nothing more else about Christmas movies. At least not for me. If you've got Christmas movie stuff, I'm happy to hear it. But I'm not going to talk about them anymore. I'm sure I'll mention them later on this month or something. But no, I got nothing. Nothing right. in the Christmas movie. Good. You haven't watched one? Not one yet. I have not watched a single one yet. I usually only watch maybe maybe two a year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Christmas story, Christmas story. I, you know, I'll catch some of that, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just, you know, usually Katie talks me into some one of the Christmas rom coms. Mm-hmm. I like um, those. Best, you know, best usually you love actually is usually on the list somewhere. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Try desperately seeking Santa this year if you want. Uh, if you want a good rom com, desperately seeking Santa. Okay, mm-hmm. Matt so approved. It's a classic, classic from the mid nineties. Okay. I don't think I've seen it, so sounds Probably great. Not. Nobody has. <laughs> Netflix? Uh, I think it's on Netflix. It has been. I don't know if it, I don't know if it is this year, but okay. probably. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. I'll All right. We're back. Good. All right. So uh, I guess we should kick off with the most anticipated part of our of our <laughs> annual extravaganza, which is the which is the holiday gift guide. Or should we save that for last? No, let's save the let's save the food and drink for last. Okay. Starting with the holiday gift guide. I think right. that's good. So, you know, if you listen to last week's or two weeks ago, the, the teaser episode, then you know one of our gifts each because we each shared one. Uh, but also, you know, that one thing we, we really try to do here and value with the Nomad Athlete 
gift guide is uh, not have any sort of outside influence. And, you know, there's like, like you mentioned last time, we get offers for free stuff all the time. Uh, and and it, with the expectation that we will write a nice review or mention it and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that's not what these gift guides are about. We, these are things that we are actually seeking out ourselves. And um, they're all on, on, all the ones I'm going to mention at least are on my list and we'll ho- I'll hopefully get. Hmm. So mine are things I already have, oh, okay. but things that I have particularly appreciated and thought they were a really great purchase. So hmm. they're sort of advice to give out. The stuff I want on my list is boring, like Muay Thai's chin guards. Not, <laughs> not, not a good. Don't get that for your for your spouse. <laughs> oh my god! What if I got Katie some Muay Thai shin guards? <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So, uh, oh, you know, I have, I have one uh, clarification. Or I, I mm. guess uh, a re- retraction. Retraction, okay. <laughs> it's not Let's a real retraction. But last uh, last episode, I I said sneak preview of our gift guide. Mine was these Hoka slip-on, I don't know what they are, clogs, what are they, recovery slide something. Aura, O-R-A, recovery slide. And I wear them at my standing desk when I'm cooking, and they're really soft and cushy. Uh, so we, we sent out an email this past week about with another sneak peek item that was just for, for email subscribers, not for podcast listeners. And we were going to do that one. And as I was researching it, for some reason, I guess I, I have a higher standard for what I say in emails than on the podcast. <laughs> but I decided to Google it. And I just I said, I better just make sure these are vegan. Because we know that Hoka shoes have been kind of iffy. Like we don't, certain shoe companies say, yes, these shoes are vegan. Most shoe companies don't because I think they just don't know. They don't know where the glue comes from or they get it from multiple sources and some of them are vegan and some aren't. So Hoka's one where it's like we, we've never really quite – is that correct? Is that accurate? You yes. being the previously sponsored Hoka athlete? That is correct. Okay. Um, anyway, so I, I had been picturing these shoes and I even told you. I said these shoes are just one piece. There's no glue in them. So there's no reason they would, they would not be vegan. They're just a foam shoe. But then I looked online and I realized it actually is two pieces of the construction. The top – you know, eighth inch of it is like this little bit softer surface, and then it gets to a, a more dense foam at the bottom. So they, I, I don't know for sure that they're vegan. I should have, I should have, I guess, researched that before I suggested them as a holiday gift. Maybe before um, you even purchase them, man. Ex- exactly. But I just, I just thought they were one piece of foam. Even once I had them, I thought they were one piece of foam. So yeah. my mistake there um, doesn't mean you shouldn't get them because some people have the standard that they must know something is vegan before they get it, and other people have the standard that says if it seems like it's probably vegan, then I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so anyway, if I don't know if I had thought of this before. I don't know if I would have got them or not. But um, just something to think about. If that's important to you, then worth worth doing further research on. Although I don't know if you're going to find an answer because it's very hard to find yeah, those things. We did. I, I spent about 10 minutes before that email, um, and I, I couldn't find it. Yeah, it was only 10 minutes, but <laughs> you know, it's not solid. easy to find. Yeah. Right. Anyway, okay, so just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but if that uh, if that is not of importance to you, then I do think they are a very nice product, and they're cheap. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I guess I'll go ahead and, and get out of the way my gift from last time okay. uh, so we don't have to dwell on it. And that was that Katie and I uh, have asked each other for um, for memberships to the local theater mm-hmm. uh, theater company so that we can see a handful of, of theater productions uh, throughout the year. And what if one of you gets that for the other one? <laughs> we only get one ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The one who got it just gets to go out every time. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. You, yeah. you got the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty funny. 
That would be good. Uh-huh. All right, good. So that's out of the way. All right, you go next. I think you have more of these than I do. I've only got two more. And one of them okay. I put in an email. Uh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, um, yeah, I've, I've got a couple here because uh, I actually took my list and, and um, well, all right, so I'm going to start with the cheapest item on the list, and I think mm-hmm. this is going to be under 10 or $15, and that is I really want like, a, 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 like a, uh, an attractive apron. Ah, it's good. It's a good something every man needs. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm not really much of a, it's hard. hard yeah. for, you know, I, they all have a very feminine appearance to them. I think aprons just do. Uh huh. Or or the ones that like are designed for men have like barbecue things all over. Yeah, them. right. Like, Master you know, of the really, and, Yeah, like like silly little slogans that. Uh, that that's that's not what I want. You know, I want like a like a, you know, I, you know, I kind of envision something that like. Uh, chefs wear on tv shows and stuff like that but mm-hmm. nice white coat yeah <laughs> yeah nice white coat maybe the hat <laughs> and then like a black or gray apron yeah i think that uh-huh. <laughs> no. um no i don't know i just uh, i think that i think that that will really step up my cooking game if i have a good uh good apron that I makes think me excited a, i think that's a really good one i would appreciate that if someone uh-huh. gifted me a, with an apron one of yeah. those things you might not buy for yourself but you would really enjoy having it's so. you know it, and this is this is going to seem silly and, and i don't have one yet so um, you know, I don't, I'll have to report back if this actually happens, but in, in my head, just like when you put on a new pair of running shoes or, um, I don't know if you have like a, I don't know, like <laughs> disc off, oh geez. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, like when I have a new disc or, or just like, if I'm really excited about the discs I have in my bag, then it just makes me, I feel like I'm suiting up and like ready to, ready to just dominate and just do really good. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like the same thing's gonna happen with cooking. You know, if I if I put that apron on, then all of a sudden I am stepping into the cooking slash chef slash whatever um, you know mindset, and and you know I'll be able to focus and do some cooler things, and hopefully I'll just enjoy the process more. I like it. Good. No idea I think, if that's true, but <laughs> well, I think it'll make you enjoy it more. Yeah. That much is true. And if that's true, then then you will do it more, and then those other things you say will will happen. So mm-hmm. I like it. Good one, Doug. All right, my second one, this is funny because this is another vegan mistake that I made, mm. um, is Chemex coffee maker. Do you know about the Chemex, Doug? Are you into that? Yeah, yeah, it's the, uh, yeah, like the pour over, right? Yeah, it's the glass one. It's sort, mm-hmm. it's sort of a piece of little art in the kitchen in some ways compared to the, I think that's part of the idea, right? Because like you can easily make a smaller even a glass version i have the plastic one but a little plastic thing that sits on top of a mug right and you just do your pour over in that this is a little bit beyond that because it includes the it's like the carafe that you that the coffee mm-hmm. goes into as well but it's still one piece it's glass it's really nice and has a, like, does it have like a wooden like band around in the middle of has it? a wooden band around it if you get the one that has the wooden handle mm. and that's that's where the, i made again another vegan mistake uh I just bought one. I ordered it online. I got, what I got was the small one, so the the three cup version. Because I didn't want this big. I'd wanted it for a while. I did not want a big eight cup thing sitting in my in my cabinet for me to make my one cup each morning. Mm-hmm. So I finally found out that they have a three cup one. At the same time that I tired uh, or became became skeptical of that I was pouring boiling liquid through plastic every single morning mm-hmm. uh, and, and making that my drink. I just thought that was maybe a bad idea. So I decided to get the Chemex uh, and. Yeah, the one you always see is the wooden one, but it has this strap around it that holds the wooden handle in place, and that little strap turns out to be made of rawhide, which I did not even know mm. from the pictures. 
Uh, I thought it was just like a brown thing. But anyway, you can get a glass handle version, and then it doesn't look as nice because it doesn't have that. You also could do what I'm going to do, which is just get rid of the rawhide thing and just replace it with some sort of other band around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know how to do that. It's just fancy knot, some sort of Boy Scout knot that I don't know how to do. Uh, <laughs> well, Andy, and you've already stuff? purchased the the rawhide, so... Um, yeah, it, it, that's true, and I I do have that policy. This is if I have something, I'm not going to just get rid of it. Or at least when I went vegan, I didn't. I'm not going to just dump, get rid of all my belts and wallets and things. But as they wear out, I replace them with things that aren't. Mm-hmm. And I've pretty much done that with everything I have. In this case, though, I don't I don't like using it every morning and being reminded of this. You know, right? I get that. Skin yeah, totally get so that. I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a fix for that. I should have just gotten the glass one, but whatever. Didn't know. Yeah. Anyway. So if you get it, get the glass handled one. Um, but I really like it. It's awesome. You have to in this in this three cup version. You have to actually fold the filter yourself each morning, which is a little inconvenient. It's, you, they come in this big flat box, and you have to fold it three times. And it's it's kind of like a little origami project that you do each morning. <laughs> and, and somehow that makes it more like a like a tea ceremony. I mean, it's like a thing. Yeah, I'm doing. no, I get that. Yeah. And and I like it. It's just a simple little act, but it. Mm-hmm. it just Are you hand grinding the the coffee beans? No, but I have a nice grinder. Okay. I upgraded that, and we we still have the hand grinder, but it it just got old to me. But it's mm-hmm. you know it's good. But so I, it's the cheapest way to do burr grinding if if you're yeah into that. But I finally did a couple Father's Days ago. Got a got a good one. Um, but anyway, so it's it's just very nice, and it's this glass piece, and I just really it just adds enjoyment to that whole routine. You you could argue impractically because it's just a little bit larger thing in the counter or in the cabinet, um, and and it's not nearly as convenient as as a coffee maker would be like an electric one. But it just doesn't take as much space on the counter, and it's just way better. And I just really really enjoy it. So that is a good gift, and that's not too expensive. I think it's about forty bucks for the for the pour over device. So if you have a coffee person in your life, get them that. They're gonna they'll they'll enjoy doing their own pour overs if they don't already do it, mm-hmm. and they don't have to do it every day. Just to make it do it on weekends. Yeah, but I like it. I dig it. I I actually my next one. I was actually gonna say this for last because it's the most expensive one, um, but uh, it's coffee related, so I think I should just Good. interject here. Um, like and it. this is something that I have never actually seen in person. I was introduced to it by um, the good people over at Plant Positive running plant positive running is their like uh, social media stuff and i think they have a okay. youtube channel as well um but it's the, something called the flare espresso maker mm. so i've been looking for uh, like a or i've, I've been wanting a, an espresso maker for for quite a while but i don't want this big machine uh, this big clunky machine sitting on my counter i you know I, they all just do way more things than i want which is just a straight up espresso cup of espresso but this flare espresso maker uh, it's about $200, so it's pretty expensive, so I don't know if I'm going to actually get it. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> I don't need it. But um, <laughs> it's a it's a hand-press espresso maker, so there's nothing to plug in. It's fully mechanical. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically, like, you, you put the, the grinds, you put uh, the hot water in, and then you just, uh, with the big handle on top, you just press it down, and it forces the, the hot water through... Um, through the grinds at a certain rate and uh, you have a beautiful cup of espresso wow i'm looking at it i've never heard of this and i like it uh i is it different from the aeropress do you know i mean it, it looks different obviously yeah uh <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> what i should probably do more research on since the aeropress is like 30 bucks <laughs> right like a quarter of the size or much like a quarter of the size, the size. 
But um, you know what? This to me, to me, this thing has a much more leverage on the push down than the definitely. AeroPress does. Yeah. So my guess is you're going to be creating much more pressure with it, uh, much like a, a steam machine does, if that's what they're called, the things that actually use steam. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but I'm guessing it's way more force that goes through it, which means probably that the filter can be smaller and who knows, just probably comes out more like more like real espresso would be my guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it just it like the, it just looks the coffee that comes out just looks so beautiful and, and tasty. <laughs> from, from, from have you seen real videos of it? Or are you talking about the uh, the pictures that they're showing? No, the real videos from from these the plant the positive okay. people. Because yeah. I mean, it looks like a nice uh, thick head of crema on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Good. That, I like that one, Doug. That, that's um, I don't. It's a little too large to be on my list. Uh-huh. But I but I do. I am intrigued. It is it, it is a little large, right. but you know. So one of the the big theme of of the gifts that I am asking for this year um, are practical and and like uh, and simple like mechanical e uh-huh. you know simple machines simple machines um, and uh, and this just kind of fits that beautifully. I like that. I think I think that is actually what is attractive to me about the pour over and that when was attractive about the hand grinding. This is a process that you just always assume requires electricity, uh, when in fact it really doesn't. It just needs. Yeah, I mean, it takes good design, but you can you can get around that, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Good, I like it. I'm yeah. gonna pass that one along to some people, perhaps. Uh, well, good. Yeah, it's called flare. I like I like that. Flare. One of your pieces, right. one of, your pieces of flare. <laughs> then you only need fourteen more pieces. Of flare. flare, flare in the kitchen. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. All right. Um, let me give my last one. Okay. Yeah, my gift guide. I like these gifts, but none of them are very big surprises in real life because I've kind of I've said all of them. Yeah. Um. This one I I have not said as a gift, but I said it a long time ago at the beginning or in the summertime. Uh, an air fryer. I liked it when I wrote about it in the summertime, and mm-hmm. when I brought it on the beach trip with my family, which was a little bit extreme, I will admit, a large device to bring to a beach trip. Uh, but it really helped us out and made it so easy to just cook in a tiny little condo with with no. I mean, there's a kitchen, but it just you could bring it to a, to a hotel room if you wanted, but there's, I don't know if that's allowed, but you could, you could do that. <laughs> and are frying <laughs> stuff in a hotel room. I love it. That's great. But I mean, you, you really could easily do that. You, you could buy nothing but vegetables in the store and throw them in your little air fryer. It doesn't mm-hmm. require any water, oil, or anything. And you could have food that is decent tasting. Mm-hmm. So I, it's really good. What I love about it is that it has made, like, it, I don't use it that, it's not like a gourmet cooking device, although it can be. It's not that for us. Uh, it makes it really, really quick and convenient to make healthy food. That that's pretty good. So, you know, that's like if you want to make French fries, all you do is you just chop up potatoes and put them in there, and then you have French fries. If you want broccoli or mushrooms, you just put them in there and turn it on. It has all these different routines that it does, like that you turn the knobs and pick what what process you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nice. It just it just a, makes it kind of super convenient to eat healthy food. So I like it a lot for that. Um, we don't do as much of like we were doing all this stuff for like buffalo cauliflower and uh, what are those rolls called? You get in an Asian restaurant, Doug, spring rolls. We were doing spring rolls, a lot of things that, that were kind of complicated and it was interesting that we could make this fried food but not deep frying it. Right. Um, we don't do that much of that anymore. Like that that was fun, but we mostly just make stick to the basics now and it's really great for that. So the one we have is expensive. It's like a big oven, um, can replace your oven actually, but you can get really cheap ones for like if you just want a small thing that doesn't take up a lot of room and doesn't cost a lot. And I think the air frying effect of it is still good. I mean, look at the reviews, of course, but um, 
you don't need to pay that much for one that can do a pretty good job with air frying. So I would highly recommend that to anyone who is interested uh, or anyone who has a, has a healthy eating you know, person who's kind of new at it in their life, new at the plant-based diet or any other type of healthy eating. It's just, it's been really, has make, made it very simple to make healthy food. And I like that. I like it. I Good. still haven't, I still haven't used one. I still haven't even tasted food from one, I don't think. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, you need to. I'm behind, I'm way behind on the, on the vegan influencer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's old now. Everybody's, everybody's doing it, but. Yep. I'll get there. All right, what else you got? That's that's my last one. I was honestly. I got two more. I got okay. uh, a running one and uh, a non-running one. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, let's see. So the running one. I'll, I'll do this one. Uh, so one thing. One thing I've been uh, doing more of with longer runs is I've just I've been trying to simplify how much I'm carrying and just my whole um, gear process. Uh, you know, because I think it got a little out of hand. I was, I was just carrying a lot of gear and just. I don't know, on runs that I didn't need all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been ditching the pack uh, and moving away from that, especially during races when you don't, when you have eight stations every five miles, you don't need to carry a bunch of stuff. Um, and, uh, and opting instead for uh, waste, waste packs. And so, um, you know, I think uh, like when, when I first started training for a marathon, I had one of those waste packs that had those like four little mini bottles in it and they bounced mm-hmm. around and it They're chafed awful. really bad. And it was just like terrible. Yep. Um, that was like the thing everybody did back then. Yeah, I'm definitely not a fan of anything like that, but now they have these like really nice, uh, form fitting packs that have a little pocket for a bottle and pocket for your phone and whatever else, some fuel, all the essentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're much slim They're If they're so much smaller than a pack, they're much more slimmed down. They force you to kind of, prioritize certain things um and i've been running with the nathan vaporcar waste pack for uh i got it at the beginning of the last year or beginning of this year um, and i've been running a lot and it's uh i've just used it use it to I don't know, not until it's last breath but it is it's pretty gross and it is uh starting to the elastic is starting to kind of stretch out <laughs> so um so this year i'm asking for the ultimate direction race belt 4.0 which um is, is this still, the same kind of nathan thing? or is ultra direct, ultimate direction a... ultimate direction is a different company different yeah brand. okay yeah so it's a it's a race belt it has a great pocket for uh for your um for a bottle and, and a couple other things and then um what i like about it is that it has loops for your poles so i can still carry poles if i want to um and also uh it has these like little you can add extra pockets by like sliding them on in a certain weird way um so it looks it looks it looks uh, i haven't actually worn it yet but that's that's on the list and i'm excited it's about 49 bucks seems like a good good fit uh for me in my quest to reduce what i'm carrying and um and move away from the pack yeah i like it i can appreciate that for sure i do not like running with a lot of stuff at all Mm -hmm. so good for you and my final my final thing that i'm asking for this year um and the timing, so this is kind of a teaser for one of the, for another section we have coming down here. So I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details, but I'm asking for plants and both indoor plants, like potted plants. And, um, and also, uh, this is something that Katie and I are both asking for, or just kind of going to be, not really on a Christmas list, but we're just going to be buying some of over the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, is like trees for the property and bushes and things like that. So, 
um, we're just trying to really add a lot of vegetation to our our mm. little plot of land here, uh, mm-hmm. and both inside and outside. Good. And that, Do you have and any, that, any fruit trees? Uh, Practical. Yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love some fruit trees. We don't have any yet, but I'd, I'd absolutely love some fruit trees. We have uh, our blueberry bushes this year are only a year old, and they did beautifully. Oh yeah, great. Yeah. And, wow. And I don't think it hurts that our neighbors' blueberry bushes hang over our fence, and we get to. Uh, pick whatever is over on our side of the property. So, so ah. it seemed like, maybe it seemed like we got more blueberries from, from our bushes than we actually did. But uh, every day, Eliza and I would go out and pick blueberries for breakfast. That is very nice. Mm-hmm. Like that. Good. All right. Then uh, then I suppose that wraps up the, our 2019 holiday gift guide. I think so, yeah. So but there's still more to come. There is a lot more to come. We have just so many more, so many right. great topics this year. We do, and not a lot of whole, whole lot of time to do it either. We've kind of no, no, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> but uh, all right, good. So uh, what we went through this year was we talked a little. We've talked a little bit about nutrition uh, again in our little preview episode. Um, hang on, Doug. I'm sorry, my dog is scratching at the door. I gotta, I gotta pause and let her in. She's gonna keep pause. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna leave that joke in because it's that good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what we thought would be fun to do next would be uh, something that. Talked about the preview episode a little bit, and we enjoyed it, which was just talking about like what what we had, what our what our biggest lesson was from the year as far as fitness goes, and then what we didn't talk about is what we will do, what we want to do next year, what we want to make make that lesson next year or make the that focus next year. Then do the same thing with nutrition, um, and then we'll just get into a few of our, of our favorite things from the year, and then uh, and then wrap it up with something fun. So let's start with fitness since we already did that. We did that. I think this is the last thing that we did in our preview episode. Um, we talked about what we had kind of focused on this year. And for me, what what had been the big surprise of the year uh, was this Muay Thai thing, which is a martial art mm-hmm. that I've been doing for the past month and a half or so and just kind of got addicted to it and obsessed with it. And not, not obsessed because I don't, I don't go home and research it and watch a bunch of fights and things like that. Uh, a little bit, but not much. But it just it just came out of nowhere to me and, and I cannot believe how into it I got and how into it I am. And it's just been such this huge breath of fresh air where, like, fitness before that had seemed like kind of this thing with, that I really should be getting back to and just couldn't really find anything that was that exciting. And then suddenly this came along uh, and I've loved it. So for me, the theme of the year actually was was trying new things. I, I actually got back into golf, practiced that a whole lot. Uh, I started playing soccer, which I had not done in 20 years. And... Just was trying lots of new things, and then I, I've enjoyed those other things, but this thing, finding this was really great. So uh, I guess the lesson was just to, you know, you don't really know what you're going to enjoy, and you don't really find out unless you're willing to try different things. So that's kind of what I was doing, and it turned out that it worked really well. So that was uh, my focus of, of this past year. And I guess I'll just say what I, what I want to do in the next year is I, I have plans to do another race running-wise, Mm-hmm. Um, oh. but, but more like you have actual plans or you just want... have not registered yet, but okay. a friend, two friends and I are, are having, are still planning to run a race, uh, <laughs> which I will not reveal any more details about yet because it's, <laughs> it is still very much uncertain, but I'd like to do it. And I just have realized that this, so as I've said before, this Muay Thai thing got me, I feel like it just got me into shape really fast and that's been great. And it occurred to me that if I could just add running onto that, like actually get into race shape uh, and at the same time be doing this, that in theory I'd be in better shape than I had been in my whole life. Maybe not as fast a runner, uh, 
But, you know, I've never really had running working at the same time as some sort of strength, quickness activity. Uh, when I've been really into running, I've been only into running. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how I am. So this will be a challenge for me because I, I don't tend to like to be into two things at the same time, uh, especially within a particular area like fitness. Um, so that will be a, a challenge, but I, I kind of think if I can manage it, then I will you know, just be way better off for it and have grown for it and be able to look and say, wow, I like at this age, 10 years after I started Nomad Athlete, I'll be 38 this year uh, in like three weeks. Um, I think it'd be really cool to be able to say, look, I'm 38 and I'm in way better shape than I was throughout my entire 20s and 30s. And, you know, it, it's hard to get there from starting from not being in that. I mean, that's fine, but wasn't in any sort of peak athletic shape. So it's hard to, I think, get in the best shape of your life in only a year's time. Uh, but I think I will feel pretty good if I can if I can manage to get running going and the same thing. So that's kind of my, my aim for the next year. Uh, I have some work to do with it. Like I, I went for a, a run in Atlanta in our hotel before we went over to Spain. And I haven't run on a treadmill in forever, but I just did it because we were in downtown Atlanta and just wanted to get on the treadmill. And so I I said, all right, I'm going to crank this thing up to my Boston qualifying pace and see how that goes. Because <laughs> just two days before I had done this Muay Thai workout, I was like, I don't think I could have done that workout, even at my fastest running shape. I just don't think I could have done it. And I still kind of don't think I could have. But I put it up to Boston pace, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll do three or four miles at this, and then just see, and then it'd be done. I couldn't get done a mile with it. I mean, it was just, it just <laughs> killed me. Uh, so that, that was a slice of humble pie, I guess, you know, just reminded me that, I don't know, you can be in good shape. And if you're not focused on running, then you're not going to be in great running shape. Despite what I've said before about, I think like once you know how to run, you just, you know how to run and you're better at it before, even you're better at it than before, even when you're not in shape. I still think that's true. But, um, you know, it's just without a specific focus on that, on any one activity, you're not going to be really great at that activity. So it'll be a challenge, but that uh, I think I'm up for it and looking forward to it. I like that. I like that a lot. Good. Sure you do. Yeah. So my, my, my fitness lesson from the past year was uh, to embrace the seasons. And this is something we've talked about uh, several times on the podcast of, of life seasons, not, not, uh, not weather seasons, but, um, you know, how sometimes you're more interested in something uh, than you are at other times. And you have to kind of, instead of forcing yourself to um, stay interested or on top of something, then you can just like let it go and, and embrace something else instead and, and just know that that's kind of a natural cycle of life as you kind of, your interests come and go and, and your focuses come and go. Um, and that's okay. And so with running, uh, you know, I never quit running uh, all year. I, I absolutely ran multiple times a week, but um, this summer I just uh, really struggled with keeping any sort of intense training or any sort of focus training. Um, and I learned to accept that and be okay with that and, um, and kind of re reappreciate running for just the act of running and not racing. I haven't raced since April or not a serious race since April. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with that. And it feels, it feels, uh, I feel refreshed right now going into 2019 and really excited about running. And I think that had I forced myself to be training this whole time, then, um, then it wouldn't have worked out. I wouldn't be feeling right. that way. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so my goal for next year is I've been thinking a lot about what it is that I like about running. And I think that part of my problem this past year was, you know, I, I have for several years now just been able, had the freedom to get out into the mountains and get out, out onto the trail, um, whatever I want and for as long as I want. And, 
um, just kind of really run mountains and run, run in the woods, uh, however I'd like to. Um, and after the baby was born, things changed a little bit and I, uh, time commitments came and, or I had more, more commitments that took time and wasn't able to get out as much as I had before. And so I was running a lot of roads. I was running, um, a little trail loop that's right next to my house, which is, which is fine and nice, but it's flat and, and relatively boring. Uh, it's a little cross country course. Um, and, and I, I think that that was kind of a big part of my problem was why I was lost interest in, in running. So for the next year, I really want to focus on the, on the part the aspects of running that bring me joy. And really, you know, whether that, whether that involves a race or not, I do have a couple of races coming up in the spring, but, um, it's not going to be about the racing. It's going to be about, you know, just coming back to the basics of, of what running, how running brings me joy. Um, and a lot of that's going to be vertical gain and, and climbing and that kind of thing. So I'm going to kind of focus on that a little bit, but, but not put too many expectations on, uh, trying to hit certain numbers and like that, but just really, you know, whenever I have the opportunity to have a big day in the mountains, then, then to take that opportunity and, um, and, and enjoy it. Good. I like it. Sounds, uh, sounds fitting. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Well, good for you. And uh, yeah, you're still gonna have to, still gonna have to do the have dealing with a little harder schedule, right? Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and I'll have to just be okay with that. You know that those those runs aren't gonna happen every day or anything like that. But uh, you know, embrace the times that I can, and uh, and then when I can't, um, you know, just try to do something that take the pressure off of of uh, of those road or or little cross country loop runs, and uh, and you know, have fun with them as much as I can. Uh-huh. So that will be the challenge. And I am looking forward to hearing how that goes. Because I think that's, for me, that is so hard. Like, if, if you can't be fully into something the way you want to be into it, which mm-hmm. means, and as anyone, almost anyone can't as soon as they have a new baby. I mean, it, it's to sort of maintain or retain that level of passion that would that would drive you to go out for a big, long run in the mountains instead of sort of the convenient run that you can just get in because it's practical and easy. Uh those things are they are sort of at conflict for me. So I'm I I'm glad that you've identified that as something to to go for. Yeah. I'll so report we, back. We'll have a I look mid to. we'll have a Christmas in July update. That's what we should do. We should do that. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Um so on to nutrition. So, I thought about this. I man, it's been so long now that I've been vegan. I mean, I guess not that long compared to some people, but it's been 8 years, I think plus two vegetarian before that. And it feels now like, I don't want to say I've plateaued, uh, but I just don't, it's just sort of on autopilot. Like we don't put a lot of effort into food anymore. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know that, that kind of like the seven foods to eat every day model that I kind of mm-hmm. put together using advice from Joel Furman and Michael Greger and kind of put a little bit of my own habit spin on it. Um, that has worked really well for me. I love that. And this year I was very effective at kind of getting back to that, making that my default, uh, not something that, that I had to really strive for, put effort in. And it just and really what that most noticeably meant for me was I started drinking smoothies again. I used to be the smoothie guy. I was all about smoothies. And then for a couple of years there, I really was just not having them in the morning very often. Um, I don't know. I would just tend to not eat in the morning and wait till noon. I was kind of fooling around with that, seeing how long it would go. But uh, especially since trying to get back in, in – good athletic shape again. I've, I've reintroduced this smoothie and it helps me get, you know, five of those things that I try to get every day in it. Um, so it just, it just helps really get the day started right. And I've 
it's it seems like a tiny little thing and it is but uh it has really been a big a big significant thing for me it just has made me feel like it starts the day off healthy and people are some people will say that the smoothies aren't, aren't healthy and that, you know i can appreciate the argument but for me they are and when i when i am doing them then they encourage other healthy behaviors and it just works so that's been um the most noticeable small little thing the other big thing i did this year was i got back into cooking in a way i have not been since i became vegetarian and vegan uh i was not shy in the early days on my blog about saying that i really didn't like cooking the way i used to before i was vegetarian it just was not interesting to me anymore which is why i started moving towards like more practical kinds of uh healthy foods rather than trying to make you know good gourmet meals or even really interesting meals Mm -hmm. um this was the first year when I felt like that wasn't true anymore. And I felt like I liked cooking as much as I did before I was vegetarian. And uh, I did a bunch of stuff. We talked about earlier this year where I was getting into, like, making donuts and deep fried stuff. Um, and and all lots of, like, Italian peasant food, for lack of a better term, uh, where it's not not complicated ingredients, not expensive ingredients, uh, but just, just kind of good whole ingredients. It includes some more olive oil than I had been eating. But I'm kind of okay with that. It's sort of Blue Zones-esque to me, and I, I like Blue Zones things. I like uh, sustainable things that feel, you know, very wholesome and good. And to me, a little bit of olive oil, is it's fine for that. Mm-hmm. Not a health food, in my opinion, but but it's fine. Uh, so really, that that was also very significant to me. Just, just returning to actually enjoying cooking and being adventurous and looking up new recipes and trying new things and, like, keep, you know, making certain sauces or having... Things that I would just keep, like make, making staples, then having them stay for weeks in the fridge that I would just keep using. That you know, there was just a level of passion for it that I had not had before, and uh, I still really am interested in cooking, and that's that's been a really great thing. Um, so those were the things that were were totally new. I don't have anything planned for next year uh, yet, as far as food goes, and that's fine. But I will say, like my year ended with my mom who listens to this podcast, but she ended up having some, some heart problems. And it turned out she had 99% blockage in, in artery in the, the widow maker, the bad artery. Um, and just two weeks before that, she'd been at our house saying she'd had some chest pain. And I, I, my wife and I somehow convinced her to start eating vegan plant-based whole food, plant-based, no oil, uh, and really eliminating sugar and salt. Cause these things are not good if you're at risk for heart disease. Um, so she started with that and ended up soon after that getting this this catheterization and this diagnosis and um you know it just who knows if if that two weeks of eating this way or however maybe it was 10 days um if that made any difference in in you know keeping her around and to get to the point where she discovered that problem um i don't want to act like it it did because i don't really know but it just sure felt good to oh and, and her cholesterol responded immediately her blood levels uh, went from like above 300 down to, I think like 170 or something. And then mm. she got on, they, they did put her on statins, which she didn't want to be on, but she did. And then it went way down from there. Um, but it just, I don't know. It just, it felt really good. My dad has been down this road before as I've, as we've talked about, he was even on the podcast. Um, so it kind of just felt good to a, to know that like we had been doing this forever. And like the thing that, the thing that seems to turn around a lot of people's health is now something that we've been doing for a long time. That makes me feel really, really good about it. And it's, I don't know, sometimes I forget that. Um, but more important than that, it, it made me really feel really good to, like, be able to just teach that to my mom and have her just, like, stay yeah. with us for three days and kind of, like, load her up with cookbooks and explain everything. And I don't know. it's a I think it's a really valuable skill and tool to have, uh, one that saves lives and turns lives around. And I think it's a really cool thing to to 
really understand how to eat healthy and plant-based and be able to share that with people who are willing to listen. And that's, that's the hard part. You got to, they got to be willing to listen, which most people aren't. Um, but you know, my parents have, have watched it for a long time. And I think they sort of knew that it was always available when, unfortunately, when it becomes urgent enough that it, that it now is a priority, but I don't know. So I don't know what that has to do with next year. It just, for me, that, that happened not that long ago, like a month ago. Um, so that has been sort of just on my mind. So I'm I'm really kind of re-excited about how healthy this diet can be if you do it right. And I don't know. I just I just want to keep making healthy choices. I it's easy to to go through phases where you're not eating healthy, even if you are still eating vegan. Uh, I've certainly been through them. But I don't know. I guess I just hope next year we'll be we'll be we'll be continuing along a path which I've been on recently, which is really focusing not just on vegan but uh, vegan and really healthy. So that's yeah, it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of in the same way where I have, I guess for the past year, our focus, really for the past six months, I would say, our focus uh, has been on trying to keep food a little bit simpler, um, and in turn that makes it more whole foods, but just kind of eating eating uh, plants in their natural state, you know, whether that's raw or, <laughs> I mean, or cooking them, I guess, but, um, you know, not trying to add a ton of stuff, and, you know, stir-fry doesn't have to have 15 different vegetables, it can just have a couple and some brown rice or whatever and your, your quinoa and, and you have a delicious meal. Um, and, and we've been trying to kind of simplify our, our cooking, which has been a little bit boring at times, but, um, you know, I think that that's okay because it's oftentimes the most healthy food. Um, and, and that's been, that's been really good for us, but we've still been struggling with it a little bit, um, in that we're still using some fake meats or, um, or plant-based meats. Uh, and, you know, just kind of doing things that, aren't aren't as whole or as simple as we would like um so that's going to be the focus for next year as well um just continuing to kind of you know figure out what plant-based and whole food plant-based means to us um and uh, and just keep striving for a little bit simpler a little bit more whole good i like it kind yeah. of kind of the same thing we're doing yeah <laughs> yeah so those are our or my goal anyway for for 2018 but uh before we move on to this next section which i'm really excited about i think it's kind of a play on oprah's favorite things <laughs> that's that's what i had in mind um uh, i think we should pause for a second to thank our sponsor okay this episode of nomi athlete radio is brought to you by molecule molecules introduced a breakthrough science that is finally capable of destroying air pollutants at a molecular level They've replaced 50 years of antiquated technology. The HEPA filter technology that's been used to clean your air was developed in the 1940s, and there haven't been any major innovations since. Now Molecule's PECO technology, photoelectrochemical oxidation, goes beyond the HEPA filter system to both capture and eliminate allergens, mold, bacteria, viruses, and airborne chemicals. That includes pollutants 1,000 times smaller than what a HEPA filter can catch. Molecule's technology has been funded by the EPA, extensively tested by real people, and verified by third parties in university laboratories. For Christmas, I've actually been looking at air purifiers, and what immediately catches my attention about Molecule, other than their innovative technology, of course, is the clean and sleek aluminum design, which wouldn't look out of place in your house or office. And to keep things easy, they've even made a filter subscription service, where filters regularly arrive at your doorstep whenever you need them. For $75 off your first order, visit Molecule, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E dot com and enter promo code NOMEAT. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E dot com with promo code NOMEAT. All right, so when I proposed this idea for segment, (laughs) 
I, I envisioned, you know, Oprah and her like list of favorite things. I think she does that around Christmas, right? I don't really know. I don't I don't know either, but, but in my head that's that's when she does it. So people go out and buy things and if you get on the list then like it's like a dream come true for your business. So right. I think uh you know if, if just like if you get on the no list. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a dream come true. Um so yes, these are our I I don't know. Is that are they your favorite things from 2018? Is that what you have? You know what? I I try to do that and then I, I just don't know anything modern. I don't know anything new. So I just had favorite things that I came upon in 2018, some of which are from, like, 2007, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I should say that these not all these things are – actually, none of mine are were created in 2018. But, yeah, okay. yeah, things Good. that, things that uh, I have been doing or been into in 2018, they're not even all products. None of them are products except for one. Right, that's how mine. Are. Okay, so it ends up being what we did this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe around New Year's we can do a favorite. Thing. I just don't know where where I'd begin. I don't. I don't, have, I don't know any good music from 2018. Actually, I, I know some, but they're not good. It's like the stuff my kids listen to. <laughs> oh, jeez. I know. Uh, you know what I know from 2018? What? This is a good one. Uh, that movie about the circus. Movie about the circus that everyone's all into the musical. I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> like a kid's movie? With Wolverine as the main guy. Oh. Uh, who's the guy who plays Wolverine? I, Hugh Jackman. Uh-huh. You don't know this I don't. Stuff? I don't know this, no. How do I know something you don't know? I mean, this is like a smash Pop culture hit. thing? Yeah, they just re- they re- made... Oh, The Greatest Showman. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I've heard of that. So anyway. I've not seen we, it, though. I, I've... Yeah, I've seen that a couple times with the kids, and uh, they're into it. I didn't, I didn't really like it at first. Not having nothing to do with the vegan thing, because it was there's not many animals in it. I don't think mm-hmm. it's really about the the people that they get. It's like it's kind of like a, a quote unquote freak show, like the the, the, the first freak show, I guess. Um, anyway, but it, but it's all a positive message about these people and how they how they how this circus is able to pull these people who kind of were were not purposeless, but were were struggling because of whatever you know their their deformity was or something mm-hmm. and he ended up making them stars and and it's not he, not exploiting them at least the movie doesn't portray that anyway has good music in it uh i didn't like it at first but then i actually started liking it once the kids started singing the songs and then i found out they made a whole they they released the whole soundtrack again with popular art with like kelly clarkson singing one of the songs and and pink singing another one and uh panic at the disco doing another one so it was kind of a kind of a fun thing so i know that that's 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 something i know from 2018 <laughs> There you go. Well, that's favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> the one anyway, thing I was going to say is, I was going to say maybe we could do an around the new year episode uh-huh. that actually is like like every else everyone else is remembering the year, uh, the things that uh, happened right. and our, our uh-huh. favorites. Uh-huh. But I don't know if it would go out. That's because that's kind of all I got. <laughs> that's that's the one thing you got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, right. so what what is what is one of the things on your on your favorite things list here? Okay, my this one uh, might sound funny at first, but I think it's a good legit one. Uh, language learning, mm, good one, and and I have specifics that make it not just a concept that is good in 2018, mm-hmm. but there, I read a book called Fluent Forever by Gabriel something. Um, but if you look up Fluent Forever, and I think I may have talked about this in the very end of 2017, perhaps. Uh, but anyway, this book introduced me to. 
this whole language hacking process that I have known language hacking blogger types and, and you know, digital nomads uh, for a decade now, I just never really dove into like what they were doing, the techniques. I kind of just figured they were just, you know, spending a ton of time learning language and that was it. But it turns out there's all these different techniques that are very much different from the way we learn language in high school. And um, a great example is this, the idea of a spaced repetition system. So basically like doing flashcards, but doing them in an efficient way so that, and you could do this with, with regular old flashcards, um, where you have a box of them. And every time, like if you get a flashcard correct, it goes then in your, in your, it goes to the next file where you don't see it for one day. And then if you get it correct that time, it goes to like, show me this again in three or five days file. Mm. And then if you get it correct that time, it goes into the 15 day file. So you're only reviewing stuff as you were close to forgetting it. It's not like you run through your whole stack every day. Uh, and if you miss it, then of course it goes the other direction and gets shown to you again. So now hmm. there are automated ways of doing this, and the program is called Anki, A-N-K-I. And it just makes it a really pleasurable way to pass half an hour just running through Spanish cards or whatever, language, or even like facts about other things that you're trying to just like basically push into your long-term memory. And I don't know. I think it's really neat. The whole There's all these different concepts about learning languages kind of the way children do rather than the way we all learned. Uh, which has been, I've just found it so mind-blowing and, and eye-opening and loved it and just been just been a really great hobby to, to start doing. So that's one of my favorite I like it. I like that one a lot. Good. In that same vein uh, of like, this is not really a thing, it might sound kind of funny, but um, my big thing this year that I just am super excited about is uh, is building things, doing take, taking the time to to build it yourself, to do it yourself. And um, uh, so it's a couple things here. One is that everything I've built, I'm sure I could have purchased better, <laughs> um, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm learning, right? So like a table isn't yeah, as good sure. as a table who built by somebody who's been doing it for a long time. But the satisfaction of both the process of, of, of building things, uh, like working with wood and working with my hands, that satisfaction has been enormous and really exciting um and also like once it's done i just i I cherish it so much more than had i purchased had i purchased it myself so i've been i've been doing i've been playing around with i think we've talked about this a couple times but um with more kind of uh woodworking and and building of tables and and side tables end tables and stuff and uh and it's just been a really really rewarding process that is cool. I think uh, for both of us this year, we've had a bit of a uh, focus on kind of doing things that, you know, for their own sake, mm-hmm. not just for what comes of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a perfect example, right? Because you get, you get so much more out of that than just the object that comes from it at the end. Yeah. So that is uh, cool. Do you think, you think, what are the chances that Oprah's uh, list this year, her favorite things list, begins with language learning and building things? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. You if never it know. Did, those, those businesses would just, uh, made... the whole building things industry would, would, <laughs> would yeah. just love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make, make it, make or break the, that's right, a business there. Uh, but so, no, I have, I have, um, I actually have two things that did come out in 2018 that, uh, that I can share. Okay. So the first one is one that I we talked about in an intro one time, uh, right after I'd seen it, which is the Free Solo movie, which is yeah, um, I knew you were gonna say, that. <laughs> which is uh, about Alex Honnold's climb in uh, in uh, Yosemite um, of El Capitan. 
Um, and uh, it was just, it like got me so psyched on adventure and pushing my limits and, you know, just kind of getting out of my comfort zone, um, not just with running, but just with life. And, you know, I mean, it, like even, even like kind of, there was this one <laughs> kind of tying in the two, there's this one table project that, that I did not feel comfortable doing, but, you know, I decided I was going to try and build it anyway. And I've just been taking my sweet ass time on it. And, uh, <laughs> and it's just been really, I don't know. So anyway, free solo, amazing movie, amazing film, quite the is that athletic still, accomplishment. Is that just like in independent theaters around the country or are they getting that on Netflix or something? Uh, it's still in theaters right now. I think in some, I've, I know I've seen a couple of people post on social that they just saw it, uh, but in theaters. Okay. Um, I'm sure I'm good. sure it'll come on Netflix or something. It's just you would think so. Yeah, seems good. Well, I'll watch that when it is. Mm-hmm. And then my other my other 2018 one is uh, the book North by Scott Jerk and Jenny Jerk. Oh yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of Scott's, of course, and ultra running, but also of the Appalachian Trail and the history of of the trail and the mountains around here. Um, and I I really enjoyed that book. Uh, and I would recommend it to anyone. It's a lot different than his eat and run book. It doesn't talk nearly as much about food and, um, you know, his kind of philosophy on running and all that stuff. It's just about the single trip about him setting the fastest known time on the Appalachian trail and, and the kind of the highs and lows of that. And it's just a really good adventure book and a good positive read. Hmm. Good. I have a book too, and I'm a little bit embarrassed about it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It, it not, it's nothing juicy. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. You know that guy, Eckhart Tolle? This actually was one of Oprah's favorite things. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2006 or something. Uh, so he wrote that book, Power of Now. And I think that's what was on Oprah's, because that's when he got really famous. Okay. Um, I read that one a while ago, 2012 maybe. And I really didn't like it. It was okay. I just... I don't know. I couldn't finish it the first time. Then I read it again. And like, it, it just basically made me want to be mindful and like get into meditation. But it it didn't really teach me a whole lot for some reason, maybe at that time in my life. But it obviously reached a lot, ton of people because it's been sold millions of copies. Um, but I read the sequel to that. And I don't know why. Maybe like Kindle suggested it to me or something because I liked some other book. And uh, it's called A New Earth, which I had no interest in reading after the first one. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, I picked it up and I just started reading it and I got sucked in and i just really liked it it like it totally matched all the stuff that i've been i've mentioned a few times uh alan watts uh book the the god like the name look it up oh sorry i got it, <laughs> got it. it's alan watts's book the wisdom of uncertainty okay uh, i mentioned that and and several other books one by sam harris um and and several others that, that just basically explore the idea that there is no I inside of our head. Right? We have this all the sense that there's like this little man riding around inside of our head that is I. And it's kind of just been demonstrated scientifically and philosophically that that is an illusion. That it doesn't really exist. And once you can let go of that, which is really hard to do because even when you do let go of that, you, you get come back to it without realizing it. Um it, it just it makes a lot of other spiritual sort of concepts that I used to think were just total, you know, BS or whatever. Uh, about us all being one or all that and i just didn't get it but once i got this concept then i then that stuff all started to make sense to me Hmm. um a new earth does a really nice job of like explaining it and it's kind of new agey but not really doesn't ask you to really like make a bunch of leaps of faith and believe that 
thoughts create things or anything. It's, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, it, it was perfect for me. So if that sounds good, check it out. Um, but anyway, one of Oprah's favorite things. There you go. I like yeah. it. Oh, not really, right? That's just the office. <laughs> or was that one? I'm not sure. You're... I wouldn't be surprised if that was, but who knows? Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that, got, that's got... my book of the year. I like it. I like it. I guess okay. uh, I guess North was my book of the year. All right. Um, I got two more. How many do you have? Okay. I have one more, but it's terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's it's soccer dash following it. That's what I have. Following I soccer. <laughs> yeah. on, on, because I had said, because with your virtual said, your virtual soccer or actually no soccer. real soccer. Okay. Watching soccer and being into the players and having the World Cup come and actually know who all the players were and not having this year be another year where I or another World Cup year where I say, wow, I wish I was into soccer because it seems like so much fun. Mm. This year I actually was, and I, and I did it with my son, so it's been a father son thing. And my wife and daughter are into it too. They even got soccer jerseys in Spain. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. So, not a bad one at all. It's it's been a good one. That's you know, not exactly breaking news that <laughs> <laughs> there's this sport called soccer that uh-huh. is really popular. Uh, but anyway, well, what do you speaking got? of not exactly breaking news, but something I think a lot of people probably don't listen to is uh, the Daily Podcast by the New York Times. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not breaking news because I think it's like consistently in the top five podcasts on iTunes, but, um, it's, uh, it's, they focus on a single story, a news story every day, Monday through Friday. Um, uh, and it's just like, it goes in depth on a level that you don't get on most, uh, most surface level articles or in your Twitter feed or something like that. So it like kind of dives into the news of the day and, uh, and I really like it. It's really well done. It's, uh, absolutely left-leaning um as the new york times tends to be uh so if that's not your thing then don't get mad at me but um i love it cool and then my final one is uh is something that has uh i don't you know i this i think i've learned a lot as as a father (laughs) Uh um and it's made me a different human being but you know one thing and we kind of talked about this with the running is like feeling uninspired and not being able to train for anything um, and embracing that season. And I think that I used to think of runs as workouts, right? And they could only be workouts or, or, you know, like, you know, fun times in the woods, but, you know, they had to hit a certain distance, try to hit paces, track all that stuff. Uh, and what I have, what I have done a lot of this year, I mean, countless times and has made a significant up a significant portion of my mileage this summer was um going on runs with eliza behind the stroller where we would go out for a couple miles and stop midway at the uh at the playground let her play for half hour 45 minutes get back in the stroller and and run home and add a couple more miles that way and so i was still getting in a four or even five mile run, you know, something that she wouldn't, wouldn't probably wouldn't sit through if we did it all in one push. Uh, but I was able to get in the run. We were able to have some fun playing at the playground and she really enjoys the strolling goes, you know, for in like those shorter little, you know, 20 minute chunks. Um, and, uh, and quite enjoys going running with that. And it was just a really good way for us to have time together, but for me to also get in a run and for us to also get outside. And I think that looking at, um, running as a way, or as something more than just, um, you know, a workout or, or what I had pictured it in the past, you know, was kind of a breakthrough for me. And, um, and that's one of my favorite things for this year. Cool. I remember a long time ago, Leo from Zen Habits, uh, 
was talking about how he would do push-ups with his kids on his back. <laughs> and then it added this new challenge, but it was also a fun time with, with the kids and stuff. So that's cool. <laughs> nice. Yes. So Good. that's it. That's all I got. All right. I like it. Uh, we got two more sections that we should do them fast. So we, we, we have our food and drink planned for the holidays, yep. which I think is a nice last thing. But we also want to talk about a, a miss, right? Oh, Something yeah. That we kind of did badly this mm-hmm. year or that we thought was going to work or didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know may or may not hope to do better next year. But um, I've got one. Yeah, let's hear it. That people people know know about. Um, the video. We didn't do any videos. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah, that was a pretty big miss. We we that, yeah, which I will take the blame for. I've had a lot of conflicting ideas about what to do with mm-hmm. the video, and probably some fear of starting and you know putting yourself out there and saying I'm doing this thing, and we got a certain level of well, <laughs> relatively speaking, level of quality to uphold with with no <laughs> athlete stuff. Uh, so it's not like when I started the blog and I could just write whatever I wanted because no one was reading. And then if it was good, it turns out that it catches on. In this case, if it's not good, you know, it, it goes out to everybody and and you you fail publicly or at least you make something bad mm-hmm. publicly. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's that's certainly would would be would be wrong if I if I said that, that was not a part of it. Uh, not the whole not the whole story by any means. But I I do hope we get that figured out and uh, have some thinking to do about it. But I I would like to get that. Get that because I don't like to say we're gonna do things and then then not do them. That's not good. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a good miss there, and I I hope really hope we can do it in 2019 because I think it'd be good for everybody. Me too. My my big miss is definitely uh, reducing social media. Um, mm. I I have made strides, big strides, especially on my phone. Um, but I'm still you know I'm still checking stuff every day and still spending way too much time on on social media and feeling more and more and more drawn towards eliminating them completely. I just haven't been able to mm-hmm. make that step, uh, take that step. And so, yeah, that's a big miss for me. I tried pretty hard and, and didn't really click in 2018, but um, mm. hoping, hoping in 2019 I can make some progress with that. Just doesn't make me feel good. Good. Well, Let's not. I was thinking maybe we'd say what we were going to do next year, but that we'll save that for New Year's resolution type ex- yes. episode. Mm-hmm. If we even make those, well, who knows if we will? Resolutions that is not episode. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, okay, so that's that's what we missed on. Uh, I've got some more misses, but that's that's enough for this one. Um, last one, fun. Back to the holidays. Holidays. What are you eating and drinking, Doug, this year for holiday in person extravaganzas? Okay, I've got two of them here. Two okay. two drinks and one food. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with both drinks here. So, uh, starting off of the non-alcoholic variety, um, I have gotten. I just got this. Uh, I think it's called Stash is the brand. Uh, chai green chai green tea, and that uh-huh. combination of the chai and the green tea has just been on point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good, and it like it just like warms my heart. It makes me feel like winter is here or fall is here, and holidays and so i'm going to be drinking a lot of that throughout the holiday season i'm really stoked about that and then uh as far as like the party drink um i don't i don't have a i don't have a uh holiday beer that i'm going to focus on this year but i (laughs) katie at trader joe's the other day picked up um uh veg nog (laughs) almond eggnog yeah okay and um brought it home and we were having some people over to as a uh 
to light the Christmas tree as for Christmas tree lighting, had some cousins over and, um, and made that with some brandy and it was so good. I'm not like an eggnog (laughs) person. I've never been an eggnog person. Um, and obviously don't drink it now, but it was so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was like creamy and, and just sweet. And I don't know. I, I, you know, couldn't drink too many. It was like a dessert cocktail, but Right, I liked it. Was it served in a in like a reindeer glass mug, <laughs> no. like uh, like on Christmas vacation? Oh no, I wish it would have. Because every time I see that, that makes me wish I could drink eggnog. I think I, man, I'd <laughs> love to dive into one of those. You should you should try the Trader Joe's almond nog. Well, I'm going to a party. Uh huh. Believe that or not, Doug, I'm going to a party uh, about Christmas and about Christmas <laughs> about Christmas. And I just read that they are going to have and it's run by vegans. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's gonna, they said they're going to have eggnog of you know of the vegan variety, so maybe it is vegnog. I like it. I think I you should try those, it. I got to get those those moose glasses or whatever they're reindeer. <laughs> I think they're moose actually. I got to get those. I like. Sure, it. I think that's those. great. Well, how about you? Drinks. What what are you drinking this year? Drinks. Oh, I should add. I'm the chai green tea is interesting to me because I like both of those things. I really like chai. I don't drink it habitually like I try to do with green tea, mm-hmm. but uh, I I do enjoy the flavors for sure. I have had chai green tea a long time ago, maybe ten years ago. Had it bought, I think it might even be the stash brand, uh, and I just my mind would not allow it. Like it just <laughs> it just seemed like you can't do that, uh, and for so I just could never could get into it. It just seemed like the, it seemed like. You shouldn't. Those the things don't mix. They're totally different things. One's Indian, one's Japanese, or Chinese. I don't know. It just seemed weird to me. Well, maybe give it another go. Give it another go. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll have to do that next time. Next time you come over, we'll have some. We'll sit around and drink some chai green tea. Right. Sure, we will. <laughs> yeah, that's what we usually drink. We hang on. <laughs> okay, so I have two, and then one of them. Same, same with you with the beer thing. I, I. Have been recently ever since because we we got a Christmas tree yesterday. Doug. Nice, excellent. Uh, went to, went to Whole Foods to get it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's frowned upon or not, but that's that's what we do. Reality. Um, and I really wanted. Well, I didn't have it, but I really wanted one of those just good uh, holiday ales that they make. Yeah, like like not there no no spices or anything. But Sierra Nevada makes one, the Christmas jam ale mm-hmm. that we had actually while we were doing a podcast one day. Yep. Uh, one Christmas. I think season. it was the um, holiday extravaganza that we were. Yeah, it, it definitely was. But uh, that or I think Avery makes one. Anyway, uh, just a just a good – oh, Sierra Nevada makes also the celebration sure. now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just something like that. I don't know. It doesn't particularly remind me of holidays, but I've kind of uh, conditioned that enough, I guess, like while putting up Christmas tree, having one of those. And I kind of just, just want that. So I like that. I like that better than the – big imperial stout idea on holidays I'm, i just can't get into those for some reason they're too much so i'm out on those but in on classic holiday ale low alcohol content i like it uh also which this i am not into but i this doing this planning for this episode inspired me to get into this uh port i used to really <laughs> mm. like drinking port and I, honestly i drank it before my vegan day so i don't know about the veganness of it i need you need to look into that but i really like port that's something that i think is a perfect holiday winter cold nightcap kind of drink i like that idea so i might uh might get myself some port of, of a vegan variety i like that idea i assumed you would be talking about be like hopped up on a spanish wine right now but guess not yeah i mean i don't know i like spanish wine but i don't know it just doesn't seem like a like a holiday drink maybe it is i don't yeah. know 
Anyway, right. Uh, so what about food? Food. Food is uh, inspired. So this kind of came full circle here. Um, last year's holiday uh, newsletter, Pulse newsletter for the Academy Group, uh, had a recipe that looked really good called the chickpea. It was chickpea spinach pie from uh, a website called Vegan Richa. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, Will, who writes this newsletter, put it in there. And um, I thought, I remember thinking last year, that looks really, it sounds really good. Didn't mm-hmm. do anything with it, forgot all about it. And then uh, was talking to Andrew, who's the editor here at Nomi Athlete. And uh, he had made it for Thanksgiving. He said it was delicious and couldn't speak, yeah. couldn't speak highly enough about it. So I'm going to give that a go this year. It's wow. going to be my... Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, like, uh, like you know, I used to love, growing up, I used to love, like, chicken pot pie and stuff. So, um, I have the feeling that this is going to kind of satisfy that. Good. that um... You still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Matt? Uh, seems like I've lost you, Doug. Hello? Oh, hey. Hey. Sorry, cut out for a second. Yeah. What did you last hear me say? I just heard you say that uh, you liked chicken pot pie and you were going to try it. Yeah. Yeah, growing up, I used to I used to really like chicken pot pie, and uh, I'm a, have a feeling this is gonna satisfy those taste buds. Good, I like that idea. Spinach uh, spinach pie to me is a little bit of a stretch. Just spinach and pie, I don't know. It's <laughs> tough. Well, it's but, not uh, like pie. It's like a, a savory pie. Yeah, no. I, I think I like spinach when it's fresh. When mm. it's cooked spinach, once it kind of gets wilted, I think it just reminds me too much of those old frozen blocks of spinach. Yeah. That pie. But I think you can avoid that if you are. You know, yeah. get fresh spinach and cook it down, and it mm-hmm. tastes much better than yeah. that. Anyway, good. How about you? Food? What's your? I've I've got a couple here. These are kind of these are unique, I think. Okay, and I like I like it. it. Let's hear it. All right, so I just two days ago, uh, when I realized it was Christmas season, actually it was the day we got him from Spain, and I was totally jet lagged. But I went out and got ingredients for pho. You know, pho, yeah, Doug. Sure, of course Vietnamese you do. Right? Pho, P- yeah. Pho, mm-hmm. Vietnamese. I've never thought of it as, as a holiday sort of thing, but. I had it the year that I was really sick. Two years ago, I was really sick over the winter, over Christmas and the days following. Um, and for some reason, I made it then. And it didn't even occur to me this then, but I, but it, it worked and it was good. But it, it, when you make it authentically, it uses all these spices that we traditionally view as like Christmas kind of spices. Hmm. Uh, you put cinnamon sticks in, you put cloves in, and you put star anise in, like a whole star-shaped pot of that hmm. stuff. And... You put that in there with some water and some dried mushrooms, I mean, for a vegan version, uh, to kind of replicate that umami from the beef ones. Yep. Um, and it just doesn't seem like a holiday thing, but the smell of that throughout the house and having it now for all week long, because I haven't made a bunch of it, uh, it's just been a really nice little holiday thing. And then I turned out when I looked up the recipe for it, the one or one of the ones that I was considering doing, I don't know if it was the one I used or not, um, she was saying this is a, her holiday thing it's just so i'm not the only one who thinks this is a good idea so that's something i would suggest you make during the during the lead up i wouldn't probably serve that on christmas that'd be kind of weird for your guests but it's uh it's a little different but it has been a nice little holiday thing hmm. so i got that two more uh before i was vegan oh, i used to hold make on, every hold on. Year... before we move on for the fun did you, i have a fun yeah. fact fun fun fact for you oh nice okay <laughs> did you did you know that it's traditionally a breakfast no. Yeah, around here, like it's like not you know in the states. It's like a food truck, food. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it was it's like a Vietnamese breakfast that we've like can 
turned into something bigger than that. You know, like macrobiotic types eat uh, eat miso soup for breakfast sometimes. Huh. So I guess that's not so weird maybe in other cultures. But yeah, no one really does that in here. No. But good. Good fun fact. All right, moving on. Um, moving on. So I used to make, before I was vegan, before I was vegetarian, I made, I always made this Emerald Lagasse recipe. It was like an egg kind of bake thing, but it had all these different sausages and hams and things in it. And it was just like a casserole, but I had it on Christmas and it was really good. So I've kind of missed that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't miss those foods in particular, but I miss being able to make that thing on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm going to do this year is make, I've, I've found some good recipes for tortilla española. You know oh, that like, is a uh, kind of. Yeah, it's it's not like a tortilla like people think. It's this thick thing. It's kind of like an omelet. It's made with eggs and potatoes, but uh, you can make it very easily, and it tastes. I mean, like the same thing to me with uh, with garbanzo flour as your main egg replacer. Mm. Garbanzo flour is a great egg substitute. Not not as far as like binding things and baking, but if you want For an flavor. eggy, yeah, or like an omelet thing that it just it just makes an eggy mm. texture, and then the color is is kind of right, but. Uh, Anyway, so so I've made several tortilla espanolas with that, and they they turn out really well. So I'm gonna do that this year on like Christmas Eve. Have that for Christmas morning because I I really do miss that tradition of making something savory for Christmas morning breakfast. So I like that. that. Is I my like that plan. We did the same thing growing yes. up. Uh, like and a, a one customer. more. Sorry, my uh, what? <laughs> Sorry, I was. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um. Last one is this was my daughter's idea actually. She has recently. Uh, so she and I like to do little bits of baking and making pasta and things like that. It's kind of our little kitchen thing we do together. Um, she asked me if we could make beignets, mm. which I'm sure you, Doug, as a man of the world, know what those are. <laughs> sure. <laughs> For yeah. those who don't, they are like these little square-shaped donuts, basically. They just aren't rings uh, that are popular in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. At Cafe Du Monde is where they are. Of course, they're made with milk and eggs and things. But I found vegan recipes for those. Uh, she came across it in, I think, a Disney story, like audiobook about uh, maybe the the frog prince or something. I don't know. One of those takes place in New Orleans. So she wanted to make beignets, and she said, I have an idea. We could do it on Christmas, but let's make it the day before and make sure they're good, and then if it's good, then we'll, we'll do it. So anyway, I think I want to – yeah, because she's, she's been around. That's We've good had some foresight. That was before. really good. It was really – I was impressed that she said that. And she said, if it turns out well, we can serve it on Christmas. And I, I was expecting her to say it turns out good, and she didn't. So I was like all at once. I was like, wow, you were, you're growing up. <laughs> so anyway, I think I'm going to try that tonight because tonight we are decorating the tree. So I'm going to um, use that as a way to get out of the, the actual light stringing and all that. And I'll, I will make the beignets <laughs> as our test for to have on Christmas or Christmas Eve. I like that. Yeah, powdered sugar, right, goes on top powdered sugar goes on top and that's the vegan hard part because that that's the thing that you can't really get because you know if you're in at the bone char thing like most ve- most sugar that we get mm-hmm. we just get the the unrefined kind of thing and most people do that i think even if you're not vegan right. and that's fine um powdered sugar though is you know that really white stuff and apparently that only comes in the bone char variety unless mm. you make your own so what are you so i don't do? know what we're gonna do about that yet well, i maybe just sprinkle regular i don't even know if she's gonna want that much powdered sugar on there so we might just sprinkle crush regular it and sugar. put it in the food processor or something that might work, actually. Yeah, just powder it ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. I think the blend tech could probably do yeah. that. Good. I'm going to do that. Perfect. Well, report back, because I want to know if I should be making these on Christmas or not. I will. I found an air fryer recipe for them, and then, and then I found the deep fryer recipe. And I think I'm going to do deep fryer. Do, but, them, do them right. Well, I mean, because, I mean, yeah, why, do you really need a healthy beignet? Like, why are you doing <laughs> no. it? 
<laughs> no, you do not. Right. You do not so. at all. <laughs> right. All right. Anyway. Well, good. Well, I mean, I am officially in the holiday spirit. I am. I th- I think I am too. I can just I you know I can just feel Santa Claus coming, making his way over towards our house. I just I'm I'm loving it. Good. Well, it's it is time. It's December fourth, so it's time to be in that spirit. December sixth by the time this goes live. That's right. Uh, good. All right. Well, I hope I hope this has served its usual purpose, <laughs> uh, whatever that is. <laughs> Um, but it certainly has gotten me worked up for Christmas. Definitely. So. Well, good. We we will be back before the holidays uh, with another episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. But uh, you're off to a Tony Robbins event, so next week we will not be not be around. Well, I'll be back though that that Wednesday night. So we in theory you will be around. Event. So we might have an episode dropping next week as well, or it might be a replay, or it might be a replay. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> All right. We'll find it. Well, all right. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm excited for this season. Me too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk soon. Bye-bye.